everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. If you have not checked that out, I would really encourage you to go and do that. Um, Today, I'm super excited. Um, We're going to be talking about homeschooling with confidence when teaching a struggling learner. Uh, Many parents homeschool their kids because they have one or more struggling learners, but often they feel ill-equipped and inadequate for the job. They know the traditional classroom setting isn't working, but uh, but they lack the confidence that they'd like to have when teaching their child. Today, my friend Peggy is joining me to talk about homeschooling with confidence when teaching a struggling learner. So just to give you a little bit of background on Peggy, um, she is the uh, founder of SPED. So she's the SPED homeschool founder and CEO. She is a physicist turned home educator who left a lucrative career in the medical device industry to teach the struggling learners in her own home after her oldest son's diagnosis with Asperger's syndrome. She founded SPED Homeschool in 2017 after working for over a decade as a special needs homeschooling consultant and while home educating her own struggling learners. She now leads an organization that empowers thousands of families across the globe each year to teach their struggling learners at home. Peggy and her husband, Doug, live in League City, Texas, where they still homeschool the youngest of their three children, um, and their kids are 24, 22, and 16. And she will be the first to admit that they definitely homeschool differently. But that approach over the past 19 years has led to many wonderful adventures as well as personal and family victories. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Dorinda. I'm super excited to share today. I am really excited. Now, we met um, a little over a year ago um, at a conference in Virginia, and I just... I remember specifically um, your daughter was with you mm-hmm. and uh, there, uh, Kathy Cook was there and she did a little panel with uh, several teens. And I just yeah. remember being so moved by um, the way that your daughter answered questions just so thoughtfully mm-hmm. and so uh, with so much depth. And I, it was just, it just really got my attention. And I had already kind of talked to you a little bit. Um, so I was just so interested to find out that uh, now are all three of your kids struggling learners? All three of my kids are what you call 2E learners. So they all, um, my only my oldest was officially diagnosed on the spectrum, but all three of them would be diagnosed on the spectrum, but they're also gifted as well. So it's it's a very difficult balance to, to have these learning difficulties, um, executive functioning issues, and uh, social nuances that they they struggle with yet they are so intelligent and so I kind of have balanced on both sides of this um, struggling learner um, how do I teach this child type of question (laughs) and you know it's interesting because um, I think a lot of parents like I mentioned before I think they they start homeschooling because they see this, their their child is just not thriving in the, right. the traditional classroom setting, and yet we bring them home, and we're like, "What do we do? We know what we don't want, but what? <laughs> exactly. How do we do this?" So tell us, uh-huh. just share with your heart with us today. 
Sure. I, I have three points that I just would really love to cover. The first one is, is let your student be your guide. I think oftentimes when we start homeschooling, we want, we want to do the best for a child. And so we feel like, well, I sort of, sort of have to replicate what the school does. And I need to find curriculum because the curriculum is going to be the answer towards getting my child to success. Unfortunate thing is, is that 30% of children will not be able to bend and flex to the point that curriculum needs them to, to be successful in it without it being customized. And so as a parent teaching a struggling learner, you have to take a step back before you even start looking at curriculum. You have to understand your child. What does this child how do they interact with, with things? How do they learn best? What drives them? Um, because they, they're going to need more drive to get things done than the typical child because it's harder for them. And so oftentimes we'll just you know, say, well, this child's lazy or whatever. But the problem is, is they're working harder. And if we take a step back and realize that first, that these helps that we have, these hands-on activities They aren't just extras like they are for most kids. These are necessary because it's what's going to help your child interact and engage with that topic and the curriculum in a way that that they can make it, I guess, fit them better um, versus just saying, well, can't you just stretch a little bit more? And I I often use sometimes with audiences that, you know, it's... um, it's like telling a child, well, you know, you're almost down in the splits. If I just push you hard enough, <laughs> you, you'll get there. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. And we do. We um, these kids can get um, very emotionally scarred by by us pushing them hard when they can't do it. So um, really, the best thing to do is say, well, who is this child? What, what are they passionate about? How can we build that into how we're teaching them to customize it? And really any curriculum can be customized, but it does take a bit of work. And unfortunately, as the parent of a struggling learner, it just kind of comes with the job description. But you can make it a lot of fun because as you learn about your children, like my oldest was a builder. And so everything that we did involved a Lego project and he loved it. It made it easier on me because I wasn't fighting him. I did have to be a little creative on how do we build Legos into a, you know, history and science and all these other topics. But um, in the end, it was more joyful. It allowed him to explore this gift he had. And it was not a surprise to me that he went and got a degree in biomedical engineering and now he's employed as an engineer. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I love um, that focus of being a student of your children. I think um, as a parent, especially as moms, we have this intuition when it comes to our kids and it takes, you know, obviously when we first have our kids, we, we, I think we even notice it then, but we, we hone in on it and refine it more and more and more as the years go by. And um, so the idea of being a student of your children, but also really believing and knowing that God has given you a heart for your child. And so you're not just teaching them. It's not just this cold, you know, relationship in, in terms of just exchanging information and all that kind of thing. It's a nurturing relationship. And I think if moms can 
always try to, you know, homeschool from their nurturing, that nurturing nature that God's given them. Um, it does actually lend itself to helping us, one, be more relaxed, um, two, get to know our kids better, because obviously that's what a nurturing relationship is, um, but also be creative in the ways that we are going to teach our kids and know that it's okay that it looks different. I, and I just, that's what I'm hearing in everything you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. And also just that kids are, in my experience, kids are in, intuitive when it comes to their learning. And so when you become a student of them, you start to begin to go, oh, I think they know what they need to learn today already. Right. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And it becomes even more important as they get older and they're trying to kind of figure out their path in life. The more that they know about themselves, the more that you can kind of funnel them towards that and nurture them in certain areas, um, the more ready they are to launch into life too. Right. So it's yeah. just a process. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're really just, you're equipping them for a really good launch is what you're doing. Just like exactly. you would do with a, an average student, but it's just, yeah. you have to do it a different way. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so good. That's it. And so for number two is, you know, let peace lead you. Um, I have been a homeschooling consultant just on the other line with parents now for 17 years. And at the end of our conversation, it happens almost every time a parent asks me, well, what should I do? And I, my thing that I have to leave them with is, you know, I don't know how God's speaking to you. Where do you have peace? And a lot of times we lead our decisions by anxiety that we're going to miss out, that we are going to fail our child, that we are going to do something wrong, that um, the choice that we make is not going to be right. But we can't let us lead our homeschooling from that direction and from that space because we can chase programs, we can chase therapies, we can listen to the latest Um, study done on, you know, whatever diagnoses your child has, they change. They, They don't stay the same, but God stays the same. And if we get to that place of where is God really leading me and then be at peace to walk forward, even if we're afraid and, um, and trust, he's going to provide the resources I need. He's going to provide me the wisdom I need, the information I need. And my child, whether they learn at a slow pace or a fast pace, it's okay. And we just have to move forward in God's plan for this child's life, not in what other people say or where curriculum says we need to be and, um, and rest in that. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's a, and that is a day to day, moment by moment, day by day choice. You know, it's not just a step back and look at the big picture and blanket everything with that. It is literally a day to day choice. Um, because, you know, we all know with, with any child, one day could be great and we could really be plugging along and the next day, you think, what just, what happened? Is this the same kid? I don't, you know, and then we get, like you said, afraid and we, we start to lead by anxiety instead of, um, and, and from a place of fear, instead of a place of peace, that it's okay. You know, I think, and this probably sounds really crunchy, but, um, (laughs) I'm all about like, 
God is a creator, right? And he created nature, but he created our children. We would never rush uh, nature to hurry up and turn to summer or hurry up and turn to the next season because we know we don't have control over that. God created the, you know, he created it. He created the seasons. He decides when the timing happens. We know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And sometimes, some years we have to be more patient in waiting for, you know, spring or whatever. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's the same thing, I think, when it comes to our kids on a day-to-day basis. You know, hey, maybe this, if it's clearly not working, that's your answer from God. Like you're saying here, it's, it's the, the peace is left. Peace has left the room. So, <laughs> and the peace is, you know, the peace, the place where we have peace is to just not finish doing this or do it a different way way or take a break and maybe try again in 15 minutes. And then if it's not going to work, we're okay with that, you know? Um, but I love that idea of letting peace, uh, lead us because that's, that's God. God is a God of peace, um, and, and of order. And if we're, I've, I've, I've heard anxiety described as a disordered heart. And I think sometimes when we're dealing with our kids and our homeschooling, we can very quickly, just even even in 60 seconds flat, I know I'm capable of this, go from an ordered heart to a disordered heart. And this is why it's so important to invite the Lord um, into it. The other thing that I love about this is you can have confidence that God knows your child better than you do. And so he, and he knows the future. And so we're going to just, you know, we're going to be content with today, with what God's provided for today. And we're going to trust that, you know, when he takes us this direction or this direction that he knows better than we do, um, what our child needs. And, and sometimes it's a leading a direction and other times it's a closing of a door, you know, um, you just don't know. I I can give an example. Our, our youngest son, um, has um, some learning struggles and, um, we just recent, we've been praying, of course, I pray with him every day and we pray for his future and Lord, what do you have for him? But also, you know, Lord, we know you have good work for him, uh, down the road and purpose and a plan, but you also have a purpose and a plan today for him. Like you've put good work in front of him to do, you help him to be faithful. But you're still kind of sitting there thinking, I know all these things. I know my son very well, but I don't really know what he's, where he's going to go with his life and career. And so you're just praying about that every day. Well, um, just like it's happened with all of our other seven children, um, it didn't matter that Silas was a struggling learner. God is just as faithful. Um, he had, we had a friend just take him out shooting and we found out he is an absolutely gifted shot. And I'm thinking, no, I don't know where this is going to go. But Right, exactly. <laughs> and no, of course, the person yeah. that took him along was so excited. They're like, I will pay for gun gunsmithing school. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're just going to, you know, we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord what he wants to do with this gift. Or if this mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, you know, whatever direction he wants to take it, but it was exciting to hone in on yeah. something that he was most certainly gifted in and, mm-hmm. and then just waiting on the Lord for where we go from here. Right. It's those discoveries, you know, it's back to, you know, discovering that with your child and exploring that. And my, my daughter and I had a dreaming session together at the beginning of the school year because she knows she loves fashion. She knows that um, she wants to do something in fashion, but her anxiety levels are so high. And so we just started 
you know, having this discussion. Well, what does that look like in the context of how you could handle it and yet still be within the fashion world? And brainstormed out some ideas and and finally got to the point where she said, you know, I'd love to just teach people and uh, maybe have a small shop. And so we set some goals for her this year and her senior project this year because of that discussion, because of just dreaming together and not allowing the anxiety of you've got to go to fashion school. This is the way everybody does it, you know, and, and, and sticking to that that model, um, she is designing her own online curriculum to teach sewing for homeschoolers. And so that is what she is developing this year. And, and she is excited. It's causing her to use some executive functioning skills that she's realized have been issues, but she's never had to deal with. And so it's pushing her in certain areas and other ways. It's allowing her to expand her wings in a safe space um, where she feels God is leading her. And, and so, yeah, you kind of take that compilation of all those things that your kids have built up over these years of homeschooling. And as you start dreaming with them and, and setting those, those bigger goals of, well, how is God going to use this? And it's exciting. It's an exciting time. Definitely. So I'm excited for your journey with your son too. (laughs) Well, that is so exciting what your daughter is doing because, okay, so not everybody in my audience knows this, but people who know me fairly well know that I, I hate sewing. And so I have never, my, my daughters have never had the benefit of, you know, having a mom who would show them how to sew. Um, And actually our youngest uh, daughter who's 19 is really interested in, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. So hearing this online you know, this idea of an online course for, uh, for homeschoolers or for, you know, I guess it could be for anybody, right? It could be anybody. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, is, is really exciting for those of us who don't do well when we sew. <laughs> right. Oh, she surpassed me long time ago. So <laughs> great. What an awesome thing. And I think it's so great because she, um, because she's, she's motivated and she's, um, uh, loving and owning what she's doing. It's, it's, it's helping her to face up to some of those areas where it would have been a lot harder right. to grow in, in those specific areas. But because this is, um, you know, near and dear to her heart, all of a sudden she's finding, she's digging down deep and right. meeting the challenges. Yes. And that's yeah. what we want. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's not making a stumbling block out of the things that she struggles in. Instead, it's pursuing, well, you may just need to reframe this and see it differently. God didn't create you with this talent in order to make you not achieve something within this field. It, maybe he wants you to do something just a bit different than everybody else does. And, um, and that's, that's just fine. It's great. And it's, I love it because it's so creative. It's problem solving and critical thinking and, um, and just, you know, you having these conversations with her, that's, that's a whole other thing. That's a a relationship thing. And, um, she's learning, um, you know, for the future when she has kids or when she has relationships with other people, um, just to be able to navigate, uh, things so much, uh, better because you've had this, you know, this guiding hand in her life and just had all these conversations with her, asked her the the questions Mm -hmm. and helped her sort of dig down deep and find out what was really inside. And, um, that is just, that is so precious. What a gift. 
Yeah. And it's a gift to be the parent on the other side too, as you know. It <laughs> yes. really is. Yeah. It really is. Well, the, you know, the third point that I really wanted to share with this confidence thing is that a lot of times parents ask about support. You know, where, where can I find this co-op, this, um, this support group for me um, in my community? And a lot of times they frame it in the, the context of, I've got to find a group that already exists. And don't think outside of that box. Well, with COVID, I think we have a little bit, all these um, new pods that have formed and um, people thinking outside that. But 20, almost 20 years ago, I formed a pod. So I guess that was way before my time. <laughs> but realizing it was something my family needed. And I just kind of want to give that idea out there is that sometimes you're not going to find the support that's unique enough to meet the needs of your child my children were kicked out of co-op um, or that meet your needs because you find yourself in a group of parents who go, I don't get what you're talking about. That doesn't happen in our house. Um, and you really need that support that understands you. You need somebody, a community that uh, goes along with the quirkiness of your children. And, and so it does, it's not that much work to say, let me see who I can find in some, you know, neighborhood meetups at um, for different homeschool groups. Maybe my kid will connect with another kid. It's not hard to find another family with special needs kids. <laughs> there, there's a lot of quirky homeschoolers. But um, so I just ended up finding two other ladies who had kids on the spectrum. And we kind of broke off and started our own group and got together every week. Our The siblings of these of each family really got each other's siblings because, well, that's what goes on in our house. Why, why is it any different? And then I had a couple moms that really became dear friends. I didn't need a lot of people. I just needed a few. And I needed a few who understood what it was like to homeschool and to parent what was going on in the midst of our home. And, you know, it, as I look back now, I'm so thankful I've done that because my my best friend is still one of those ladies, and um, and my son, his one of his best friends, is also from that group as well. And so you just you don't have to have a community that looks like everybody else's homeschooling community to get that support. But support is important. We can't do it by yourself either. That's right. And I, I love that, though, the simplicity of that. Um, I think everything, sometimes it just feels like everything's so big and so, you know, and and I think in some ways out of, you know, COVID, one of the thing, good things that's happened is people have pared down um, yeah. their activities because they've had to, they've been forced to, um, but are finding that it's actually not a bad thing. Now I, I'm familiar with the whole pare down thing because with eight kids that just, <laughs> we lived out in the country. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, some of the opportunities that our kids would have had in town, um, they didn't have out in the country um, right. because I couldn't drive 30 minutes each way to bring them to baseball practice or whatever. Um, they just, they didn't play sports while they were, and fortunately it wasn't important to them. Of course, if it was very important and the Lord opened the doors, of course we would do it. But I look at all that and I just, 
instead of feeling guilty about it, I just said, Lord, this is where you've put us. And, um, and so I trust that this is the best thing for our family. It's the best thing for our kids' future. This is the foundation you want to give them. So what do I have here that's, that I can use and homeschool from where I live. And then in terms of support, um, they would go in once a week to a, they did go to a co-op type of thing, but it wasn't the mass moms that were my support. It was that talk in the hallway or that inviting people over and in more that smaller setting, it's more intimate setting. And I think it's, it's just, it makes for deeper friendships, deeper uh, conversations, which we all just, we need that. And, um, and I love what you said about other families who get the quirkiness, you know, and I'm telling you, when you find those people, it's such a blessing. And like you said, it doesn't have to be a bunch. Um, it can just be a few. So, well, I love this. I so appreciate you sharing these three things today and um, expounding on them because I really think it was an encouragement to me. Um, and I'm sure the moms uh, have found some great encouragement today as well. We're going to do actually another podcast and it's going to be on um, homeschooling uh, your struggling learner in high school. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. But uh, in case the moms don't make it to that episode, which is going to be the next episode, um, can you share with them ways that they can connect with you? Sure. Um, our website is spedhomeschool.com. So S-P-E-D homeschool.com. Um, and on there, we can find a lot of various resources. Um, I do a, a live broadcast on Tuesday nights, which we also have a YouTube channel that goes coincides with that. It's called Empowering Homeschool Conversations, or you can find us on basically any podcast channel as well, including iHeartRadio. And um, we, we have a brand new community that just released um, that is on our own private platform. It's on the Empowered Homeschool Network, which you can find again on our our website as well. And we're going to be promoting that a lot in the coming weeks. Oh, but, uh, that's exciting. But yeah, and we also have the number one special needs homeschooling blog. So if you uh, want to check out some some blogs, they're written by our partners, people that partner with us. We have therapists and consultants, um, tutors and curriculum providers, all that specialize in special needs homeschooling. So, That's so um, great. you'll definitely want to check out all of that. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure that to include all of that in the podcast notes, mom, so you can um, just check uh, refer to that and it'll make it easy for you. We'll make sure that they're linked to where they're, where they need to go. So uh, we're just going to close in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for, um, just for our children, Lord, and the unique way that you knit them together, um, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we get to be their parents. We get to be the ones that guide them um, into adulthood, that lay the, the foundation for them, um, in, or actually with them. And we just thank you for the privilege of doing that. We thank you that it is a um, a symbiotic relationship. It's not us telling them everything. It's it's letting them um, letting them guide as we walk through these years together. And thank you that we can we can count on you um, because you never change, Lord. We can count on you to give us the answers we need along the way, to give us the peace um, that shows us what direction we need to go with our kids, Lord, and um, and. 
And Lord, we thank you that you also provide support. And so I do pray that over every mom who's listening, who maybe doesn't have the support right now, God, I pray that you would just bring that along and give each mom wisdom in pursuing it um, to not be afraid, um, not to uh, do anything from a place of fear, anxiety, but to move forward, finding the support that they need. and walking in the peace, Lord, that you have for each and every one. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.